Have you heard good things about that? It, it's, it's a good thing. All right, we're going to, uh, we're going to share a message today. I am not one that uses Mother's Day and Father's Day to talk about how to be a good mom and how to be a good dad, because I've learned that that kind of isolates uh, about half your crowd when you do that. And so what I, what, what I like to do is uh, learn from a mom in the scripture. And uh, I've chosen a message here today entitled, The Mother-in-Law. Why are y'all laughing? Oh my goodness. Yes, the, the fear and trepidation that comes when I say we're going to talk about the mother-in-law today. Uh, there's actually a famous, semi-famous mother-in-law that I want to direct our attention to this morning. And this story uh, should help us to learn quite a bit uh, about ourselves, actually, and uh, learn a few lessons about us during our time of need. So we're going to take a look at the mother-in-law of Simon Peter. Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And uh, so no mother-in-law jokes here. Uh, I've got a great mother-in-law. She might be watching right now. And uh, so hopefully I'm scoring some huge points by talking about how awesome she is. And uh, I love her to death. She knows that. And... um, uh, but there, there's a situation here in Luke chapter 4, verses 38 and 39, that uh, kind of bring us to an interesting story. And so if you're able to, I'd like to ask you to stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this together. Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 38 and going to verse 39. Are we there? If you don't have your Bible, uh, you can look on the screen And I'll have all of our scriptures there for you as well. Here's our text for the day. Here we go. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Let's pray. God, as we take a look at this story of an obscure woman, uh, Lord, I pray that you would do a profound uh, impact on all of our lives. So I pray that you would touch us and speak to us, God. And Lord, I'll thank you for all that you do. We, we give you this time now that you would work in our hearts. And we'll give you the thanks and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So good to have all of you here today. And uh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Today, we're going to take a look at Peter's mother-in-law. And she found herself in a pretty interesting situation here where she was very, very sick. And Jesus did a miracle in her life, and her response to that miracle, I think, is pretty great. And this morning, um, I've only got three points, so I'm telling you, I'm probably going to get you out of here way before the Methodists and way before the Baptists today, okay? I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, happy Mother's Day, Mom. You're welcome. (laughs) 
but this short passage here, just two verses, it really packs a punch. Uh, this, this short passage teaches us three big lessons today. And uh, I'd like to share those with you here because uh, I want to encourage you before we all leave and, and do what we're going to be doing. Uh, number one, number one, I want us to take a look at her reality what was she living through? What was she going through? Uh, we don't know the name of Peter's, uh, Simon Peter's mother-in-law at all, but uh, we do know that she was in great need. We, we do know that she was going through something apparently really difficult. Uh, look again at verse 38. Here's what it says. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. <laughs> wow. I, I think back to a year ago, Mother's Day, I had 10 people in here and, and two cameras, I think. And, uh, and, and now uh, I look around and I see so many wonderful faces in here. But Wow. Hasn't the word fever really taken on a new impact now? <laughs> wow, crazy. And uh, uh, we don't know what this woman's condition was, but we do know that she was suffering and she was going through a difficult time. Now, I bring that up because chances are there are some people in here today or who are watching us online that right now, man or woman, whoever and whatever you are in life right now, you might be going through a difficult time as well. You might be facing a crisis. You might be facing a difficulty. And there's a lot of questions. How many analytical people are there like me where if something happens, I want to know why, right? I try to figure it out. Why is this happening? Because I don't want it to happen <laughs> ever again. Uh, and and I, I, I got to wonder if... Simon Peter's mom was asking, why am I facing this? Why am I going through this? But let me point some things out. Nowhere are we told that Simon's mother-in-law sinned in any way. And this was the result. Nowhere are we told that she did not have enough faith. And so now she's sick because of that. Nowhere are we told that she rejected Jesus in any way. Nowhere are we told that she was unfaithful to God in any way, shape, or form. Here's what we know. This was a woman who went through a difficult time. I want to free some people up here today who immediately think that because you're facing a difficulty, and, I, and I've heard this from people who've been in the church for years, that if you're facing some kind of crisis or difficulty or trial or sickness or whatever the case might be, this is obviously God getting back at you because of, and then fill in the blank. You know, I, I went 25 in a school zone, certainly... I'm going to get leprosy now because of that. And I don't mean to make fun, but, but I've had too many conversations with people who think that God is in the revenge business with you. And that's not the way God operates. Let's just be straight. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. 
You've done nothing. It just happens. Again, Jesus said in John 16, in this world, you will have trouble. Nobody puts that on a t-shirt. What's your shirt say? <laughs> Nobody cross-stitches that on their pillow. It, it, it's, it's not going to be your favorite verse, but let's not forget how it ends. Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So there are moments that we're going to go through some difficult times. My message to all of us is this. Even though our reality is the fact that we're going to be uncomfortable, our reality might be the fact that we're facing crisis. Our reality might be the fact that we're facing difficulty. Let's not use this as an excuse to distance ourselves from the God. May I tell, hear me, hear me. I've seen too many people seen too many people that that they were in good relationship with god and then crisis came difficulty came tough times came and what was the, what was the end result of that they they distanced themselves from god uh church no longer a priority prayer no longer a priority bible reading no longer a priority fellowshipping with other christians no longer a priority and and let me tell you who that hurt do you actually think you're hurting god in any way by that. He's all powerful. He cannot be hindered or hurt or limited. We are hurting ourselves when we do that. I'm speaking to the person who's tempted to give up. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Quit thinking God's out to get you. You are not God's whipping child. You are not God's least favorite. I'm God's favorite. Did you know that? Every time I actually hit a drive straight today, I'm God's favorite, which doesn't happen a lot. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are his workmanship. You are his creation. Your difficulties are not a sign of his lack of love for you. Hang with the Lord. It might seem difficult, but stay with the Lord. (laughs) This story just took place two days ago. There's a golfer by the name of Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. How many of you know who this is? Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Thank you very much. All right. And some of you have no idea who this is. Okay. This man, uh, he does ballet. No, I'm kidding. He, He is, he's a PGA golfer. Funny thing happened this weekend with Bryson DeChambeau. Right now, there's a tournament taking place. I believe it's in Florida. And Bryson DeChambeau did not have the best round on Friday. In fact, he had such a bad round that he didn't even stick around to see if he made the cut to play on Saturday and Sunday. See, here's how PGA Tour, uh, Tour events work. You try to play well Thursday and Friday, and if you make the cut, then you can play Saturday and Sunday. That's when you get the money, is Saturday and Sunday. Bryson thought he played so bad that he flew home. Clubs, caddy, everything. To Texas. True story. When he landed, I got off the internet, so you know it's true. I'll put false stuff there. 
True story. When he lands, when he lands, his agent has left a voicemail for him saying, Bryson, you made the cut. Get back here now. It cost him thousands <laughs> of dollars. Not that he's hurting for money. Come on. But, but it cost him thousands of dollars to fly back, to try to get some sleep on the plane, to make his early tea time, and to play his Saturday round. All of this trouble came because he thought things were so bad that he gave up. May I tell you that there are times that we feel that things are so bad that when we give up, we don't realize how costly it is until after the fact. I'm speaking to people today who maybe are a little discouraged. Don't give up. Don't fly home. Don't distance yourself from where you're supposed to be. God still has a plan for you. Stay faithful to the Lord. Stay close to Jesus. It may seem difficult right now, but this isn't the end. I don't know how Bryson DeChambeau is going to finish this weekend, but I do know this. It's way better than what he thought Friday night. I don't know how you're going to finish. I don't know how things are going to be, but I can tell you what, it's going to be way better than where you're at right now. Stick with Jesus. It may seem difficult now, but don't give up. Can you say amen to that? So we've seen her reality. Secondly, today, I want to take a look at the requests. I want to take a look at the requests that were made. Because I find this really interesting. It's found in verse 38. Read this carefully with me. Jesus left the synagogue. He went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. Some of you don't get it. See, I don't, and, and maybe, she, maybe she did, but the Holy Spirit did not inspire Dr. Luke to write that mother-in-law made the request. But those that were around her, those that cared for her, those that loved her, they made the request to Jesus to help her. Now, we've already read the end of the story. We know that she gets healed. And may I tell you, the, the, the beautiful thing about this story is that Jesus performed a miracle through the prayers of other people. We don't even have it recorded that she said a word. And Jesus healed her. Jesus did not say, oh, you poor lady. Here's my book, Three Steps to Get Your Healing. 1999. In Canada, P.O. Box. It, 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 nothing. But he heard the requests and he heard the callings of the people around her. And he responded to that. And the supernatural took place. Please do not underestimate the power of praying for the people that you care about. (laughs) 
It was the prayers of her love. It was the requests of her loved ones. It was the, the, the requests of her friends, probably of her son, of those that were there that brought the miracle. How appropriate on Mother's Day for me to say that I believe there is prayer and then there's powerful mom prayer. I don't know what it is. But when moms and grandmas pray, I think the earth shakes sometimes. Don't underestimate the power of praying for your child. Does that mean they'll always make the best decision? No. But you pray for them. You pray for them. You you pray for that person that you care about. You pray for yourself. You pray and and. Jesus honors the prayers of his people. I think sometimes we've just made it so difficult, haven't we? And all we got to do is just pray. It's not the last resort. It's the first choice. We pray. We pray. And it was the prayers of other people that brought out the miracle. If If there's somebody heavy on your heart today, may I tell you that God probably put that person there so that you would pray because prayer is that supernatural, amazing tool that God has given us to see the supernatural accomplished here on earth. They made their request to Jesus and then she was healed. I'm going to give you this last one here. I want to take a look at her response. Because I love this. I love this. I, I love what she didn't do as well as what she did. Pastor, what do you mean? Look at verse 39. It says this. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Okay, now don't, don't miss this. Let's break that into two here, okay? First of all, she got up at once. Here's what she didn't do. Oh, it's been so comfortable here in this bed. Mom, you're healed. I know, but I'm pretty used to laying here. Start making your cocoon. I'm just going to I'm just going to stay here. She didn't do that. She didn't say this. I don't know if I remember what it's like not to be in bed. I know Jesus has cured me and healed me, but I'm used to the bed. So I'll just stay here. See, her identity was not found in her sickness. I'm the sick woman. I'm the fever woman. (laughs) I got the fever. Well, no, you don't. Well, well, I did. So forever I want to be known as fever lady. You don't have a fever anymore. I know. 
but that's me, fever lady. And, and I think some Christians need to get out of their bed. Okay, Jesus has touched you. Get out of that bed. Get up. And don't linger. Don't oversleep. Quit hitting snooze. Get up at once spiritually. <laughs> get up at once. Oh, the snooze button. Isn't it wonderful? But in this case, get up. Get up. Sometimes we are so used to being in a weakened condition, we don't know how to live in any other way. If Jesus has touched you, you are a new creature. If Jesus has touched you, the old has passed and now everything is made new. It is time to get out of your bed now and start walking. It's time to start walking in that newness of life. You, you, are, not, you are not damaged goods. You are not damaged. I don't care what your past was. I do care, but listen to me. Your past does not define you. Your past condition does not define you. You know what defines you? The cross of Jesus Christ. That's what defines you. That's who you are. So you don't have to walk around with this cloud over you saying, well, this, yeah, yeah, I've got this baggage. Consider yourself free from having to carry that baggage around. That'd be a great sermon. Just walk in here with a bunch of bags. And some of us try to live this way, carrying a bunch of bags. You ever try to walk through an airport with a bunch of bags? Some of you overpack. It just... <laughs> you could bring one carry-on. It's the size of a small automobile. <laughs> and you're trying to bring that into the plane. What's wrong with you? And we try to navigate, you know, got all these bags. But spiritually, we try to do this too. We try to navigate through life. Let go of the bags. Get out of the bed. Stop letting your past define your future. She got up at once. Secondly, and I'll close with this because it's getting chaotic. Uh, she, she began to wait on them. And oh, I love this. I love this because here's the deal. Here's the deal. She didn't get up and say, whew, wow, I feel better now. I think I'll just linger. I think I'll just, I think I'll just, you know, just exist until I die. Listen, the Lord touches us so that we, in turn, can serve the Lord and other people. Why does the Lord answer your prayer? Is it just to give you the happies? Is it just to make you feel better? Is it just to bless you? No, the Lord touches us so that we can serve him and other people. That's why he's touched you. Don't just get out of your bed. Start serving. Start walking. Start blessing other people. Start blessing the Lord. You have been given strength And that comes from the Lord. The Lord is on your side. And the Lord has brought you to this point so that you can serve him completely. You are blessed. You ready? You are blessed to be a blessing. I think we're trying to hoard the blessings of God too much. We are blessed. We are touched. We are given answers so that we can serve 
other people and ultimately serve Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? So today, and Ralph, if you could help me, today I got really just two messages for you. Number one, if, if you're praying today for somebody or if you're praying for yourself, don't, don't give up. Oh, it's just been so stressful and so difficult. I, I get it. I get it. But don't give up now because this isn't the end. Don't give up. Don't give up. The ending will be greater than what's going on right now. I want to speak to those who God has touched in the past. God's healed you. He's saved you. He's restored you. He's delivered you. And we got, we got that story all over this room. I look around here. Do you think he did that just to make you feel better? Come on. Sometimes we think of Jesus like a couple of Advil. He's more than that. He wants to restore you. He wants to use you. She got out of that bed and immediately she started serving the people around her. If God's touched you, it's, it's, time, it's time for you to serve the people around you. It, how do I do that? Does that mean I got to preach, Pastor? <laughs> no. But could it be that you could bless somebody in just a small way? An encouraging word, a prayer, a call, a text, a message. Just saying, I love you, I care about you, I'm praying for you. It, it, that seems so small. Okay, mom didn't get up and feed 5,000 people. Mom got up and she served the few people that were around her. I think what the Lord's expectation is of all of us, if he's touched us, if he saved us, let's serve him ultimately by serving the people that are around us. Can you say amen? Will you stand to your feet, please? I want to pray over you. And I want to use these two kind of final prayer points for you as I pray a blessing on each and every one of us here today. That the Lord would give you that tenacity to not give up. You keep praying for that kid. You keep praying for that spouse. You keep praying for that job situation. You, you keep praying for that pastor. You, you keep praying for that church. You, you keep praying. Don't give up. Don't fly home. Don't fly home. Because this isn't the end. And if God's touched you, I'm praying that God would give plans, dreams, ideas. Not, I'm not asking to host a major crusade in the center of town. It, but can you do something that could be a small blessing that can make a huge benefit to someone's life forever. Those are my prayers for you. So would you join me in prayer? God, I just pray for every single person within the sound of my voice. And Lord, I'm asking you today that first of all, if there is somebody who is praying for that miracle, they're praying for that answer. God, it's been difficult. It's gone on for too long. They're asking you for a change and they're discouraged in prayer today. They're discouraged with the reality of life today. I ask you, Lord God, that they would not give up. That they know that you hear them and this is not the end. And the ending will be greater 
than what it is right now. And Jesus, I pray for those of us who've been saved, we've been delivered, we've been healed, we've been restored, you've done a work in us. God, I pray that we get out of that bed. And God, we know that our identity is in you. And Jesus, we would serve you wholeheartedly in as many ways as we can. So Lord, let your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us and go before us as we leave this place and we've lived this out this week. And God, I'll thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name. And we all said amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day, moms. We love you so much. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week in Jesus'